Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Two footy legends covering all things sport. Kia, the Kia Sorento, drive car of the year. Yeah, tough night at the office tonight. Scotty Sattler, Gary Belcher here with you, Sats. How are we going to fit it all in? That's the big question. How are you, mate? Very well, very well. And a great day, of course. Uh, the Australians in the pool again. We're going to talk about that. But there's been a, a fair few events. There's some that are uh, about to kick off uh, during our show as well, Badge. But uh, the big news was all this morning about Kayla McEwen, wasn't it? Yes, yes. Lots of, all the, all, well, a lot of water sports. Kayla McEwen, 100-metre backstroke, more gold. For Australia, how good was that? Uh, Owen Wright got our first surfing medal. He got a uh, he, got, he came third, got a bronze uh, in the men's surfing. And Jess Fox just uh, disappointed she was. She got bronze in the kayak. She has got another. She's got another event tomorrow. So um, yeah, she's still in the hunt for another one. But gee, she was disappointed when she didn't quite uh, quite get there in the pool today. Uh, Teamless Tuesday sets. Yeah, there's a, actually it's interesting. There is a. Um there's one team that has got even stronger towards the back end of the season, one that has been going really well that has uh, weakened up a little bit this weekend. And mm, funnily enough, they play each other. Yep, plenty of changes. Um, oh, the Matildas are kicking off soon uh, yep. against uh, the USA. So um, a win, and they'll go through to the knockout stage. We'll keep you updated with that. The uh, the Opals, of course, our, uh, our basketball uh, ladies up against Belgium, 6.20. That one starts. So um, uh, we'll have one eye on uh, Channel 7 there as well. And um, oh, Titmus versus Ledecky Part 2 mm. today. That was in the 200-metre freestyle semis. And uh, uh, Arnie, oh, good girl, qualified fastest. Gee, she's a, uh, she's a brute. Qualified a fastest, she and she was probably at about, I don't know, 85%, 80%. <laughs> It was amazing. Is she, amazing or is she just one of, those, one of those people that just makes it look easy and we don't know? Yeah, anyway, she's, she's incredible. Um, she, she loves a challenge. She, she was once again behind and uh, had, to, had to make a, a, a daring comeback. Well, she didn't have to win, of course, to go through to the final, but she qualified fastest. So she reeled in the, uh, the swimmer just on her right. All right, we better rip into the show. Jen's time for this. Sports Day, Sports Update. Bit of footy stuff around NRL sats, and uh, we mentioned this last night, but uh, Craig Bellamy has locked himself in, or the Melbourne Storm have locked him in, for up to five years, or another five years, uh, definitely two as head coach. Yeah, exactly, and uh, it's some really good footage, actually, and I, I urge the listeners to go and watch it on uh, Fox League. Uh, it's, a, it's some footage that's been videoed, Internally, amongst the amongst Craig Bellamy's staff, and as he addresses the players and explains his decision this morning, and it's a really good five or six minute um, grab of just the way he talks to the players, why he signed, 
how he, he's got great admiration for this group and what they've done last year in relation to a lot of moving parts, what they're doing this year and how they've still got a job at hand and how he believes this current group of Melbourne Storm teams is as good as any team they've ever had in the history of the club or his time that's been there in 19 years. So it's, yeah, mm. it, it shows again how important this club has been to him and continues to be. And that five years, like you said, Badge, it's a. It's going to be a little bit of when we talk about moving parts. There's going to be a few moving parts when in relation to that. He'll definitely coach next year, and then possibly the year after. But after that, it, it'll be it'll be surrounding where he sits and how he feels as a head coach. And to be quite honest, Badge, I don't think there's a ready-made replacement. So I, I think the timing's mm. perfect for him to continue on as head coach, so they can identify who that coach is that takes over from him, and he'll be part of that very important process. And they're just keeping him away from other clubs. Keeping the Brisbane Broncos wanted him. The, perhaps the new um, franchise in Brisbane, of which you could be a part, Scotty Sattler, would have wanted him too. So five years would mean that um, he's staying uh, at Melbourne Storm because one, one thing I'm pretty sure of, Craig Bellamy, is not one who's going to break contracts. And that's our, that's our hot topic coming up very soon. Is he the best coach of the modern era? Um, there's been some. There are some rippers. If he's still around, of course... We're going to toss some good names and up. We'd love, love you to toss up. Well, sometimes it's not about the numbers, the sheer stats, is it? It's about the effect they have on how do you gauge a, how do you gauge the best coach? Is it gauged mm. on the effect they have on players that go on to then coach and play roles in whether it's commentators or coaching or other areas in rugby league, or or is it about players that you coach into representative honours? Mm. There's some good or numbers. Or is it just about? Grand final wins, yeah. uh, premierships or, or grand final appearances. Uh, just give us a text, zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. Tell us what you reckon. Who is the best coach or the greatest coach uh, in rugby league, the modern era? Or you might want to toss up someone that was around uh, in yesteryear as well. Hey, um, the NRL's been made aware of a, a COVID bubble breach in Queensland. Uh, West Tigers play. You might have seen this, I think, on the weekend or yesterday. There was a picture of him out in the balcony at his hotel room, and, of course, they're not allowed to be. Mm. Um, so he's, he's broken the strict protocols uh, by walking onto his balcony to get some fresh air. Uh, it, might, it might, first glance, I went, oh, gee, that's pretty petty, but this is, these are the rules, and um, he had to stay. Oh, I think he was isolating from the rest of his team for a while because he was a, a close contact of um, a COVID case uh, in Sydney. Um, Recently, as well, so it is one of those there, trivial there ones, some, isn't it? You, so yeah, you do sit back it and you is, say, but but the, it, QR, the Queensland government is, you know, on the brink of giving the uh, NRL the heave ho. And I get it, I, I get it. it. Is it is a breach under the protocols? But it's one of those ones where you'd be, it'd be very easy to forget that that would be a breach to open up a balcony yeah. door and walk out and get some air, and all of a sudden go, oh, hang on a sec, I, I can't it's, be out here. So it's one of those ones I can understand, but still not acceptable. But understand. Mm. Yeah. Said he had a hard training session, needed a bit of fresh air, and um, yeah. Anyway, we'll see how that one plays out. Um, this was interesting, Sats. Uh, Michael Ennis last night um, said that, uh, I think, was, was it on Fox? Uh, yeah, on he Fox. He holds yep. serious concerns for the Panthers' premiership hopes. Uh, he reckons they look tired, uh, and with Cleary out, and possibly Isaiah Yo on the sidelines. And, and now James Fisher Harris uh, returning home. He has some, uh, here's some worries. Have a listen. I do have concerns because Nathan was so dominant and so good early in the season. I thought Jerome Luai, you know, their combination was just majestical at times. It was brilliant. It was so good to watch. At the moment, they look a little tired. Obviously, the origin period's taken its toll on them. We know that Fisher-Harris 
uh, is going to depart for a couple of weeks. He's been one of the best forwards in the competition. But just moments like these, we haven't seen from Penrith. We haven't seen them squander points and, and give up cheap points uh, all season, particularly through the middle. Defensively concerning badge. I think that is. I don't think they look tired. I just think that they've lost a lot of key players at the moment. Not a lot of key mm. players, but important players from you know, from Cleary and, and now Yo being out, and then James Luai was out for a while. And uh, but they lost those players that are very important to the to the cog to the the chain that that has been so successful for them on the field the last eighteen months. But I, I think defensively is where. Ivan Cleary might be the most concerned. And, and defensively, they've been leaking a couple of really easy tries. And the one I allude to is probably, and it's, it's quite, a, quite an easy one to look at, is Ethan Bullimore, the young, powerful back row for the Broncos, just ran straight in between James Fisher-Harris and another player, and I can't remember who it was from memory, and scored underneath the goalposts to, to put the Broncos in a, in a situation where they could have actually stole, stole extra time. So... I think they're the main concerns for, for Penrith at the moment. Yeah, they're, no doubt at all. Um, tell us what you think. I don't, I don't think there's such a big worry as you lead into the finals. I think it's not bad to have a bit of a lull and they wouldn't be doing it on purpose. Well, everyone um, goes through it, don't they? I mean, everyone that wins a comp eventually has two or three weeks where they, they do. They're, they're off the ball a little bit. and They do. They drop their intensity and they drop their focus for a small time. No one can stay up for the entire you know, 29 weeks of a season when you go through and win a grand final. Exactly right. Rightio, we better get to a break on Sports Day. Give us a call. Tell us what you think. Zero four double seven three six seven three six. Sports Day for the Kia Sorento Drive Car of the Year. When we come back, Toby Rudolph from the Cronulla Sharks will join us. Always good for a chat. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. Oh four double seven seven three six seven three six. That's oh four double seven seven three six seven three six. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia, the Kia Sorento, Drive Car of the Year. Yeah, we promised him earlier on and he's uh, he's come through, uh, our NRL star on the line. you got to love a late bloomer too. And, and Toby Rudolph only got his first game in the NRL, NRL last year when he was 24 for the Sharkies. How are you, Toby? Very good, boys. Not too sure about that star label. It's a bit hectic, but uh, I'm very yeah, glad to be here. <laughs> well, uh, actually, on that note, Tim Sheens, my old coach at the Raiders, used to say you're not a, a top-grade player until you have 50 games under your belt. Do you feel like a permanent first-grader yet? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've still notched up a fair few more reserve-grade games than I have first-grade, and some uh, some players might still give me a bit of stick about being a reserve-grader, but I'm starting to feel like they're <laughs> wrong now, so we get the 50 games, it should all change. Yeah, well, I think you're proven wrong every week, mate. You'd certainly look, um, you don't look out of place. You've been, you've been braining them for the, uh, for the Sharkies, who, who coincidentally turned to uh, your, your club, the Redcliffe Dolphins. You're playing this weekend uh, against Manly. That'll be a nice homecoming for you, mate. You played a few years at the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, can't wait. I mean, um, the fans out there are unreal, and they, they're just thirsty for rugby league. They just love it out there, so... Uh, to bring a game out there, the the manager gave me a call um, a couple of days before it was announced, so I had the full inside scoop, so very important. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to, to bring the game back there and uh, see the old fans out there. When are you out of isolation, all the NRL teams, Toby? You're in Brisbane, based with a couple of the other clubs as well. Is it is it tomorrow, officially? Uh, yeah, tomorrow at 6.30, but we're, we're still uh, unclear on what the 
what the restrictions will be, whether in level four, level three, um, essentials, or because what we, we all believe would be sort of out in the open and complete freedom uh, tomorrow, but that's not the case. So we're still on some very heavy restrictions, unfortunately. So with the other clubs, you've got the West Tigers. Is it the Dragons as well? Yeah, yeah, those two, same of us, yeah. And so, uh, and with that, you're allowed to interact with all the other players in the bubble, I hear. And with that, are you, are you having like inter-club rivalry, like card games, table tennis, whatever it may be? <laughs> That would that sounds really nice, but no, everyone's sort of fixed to themselves. Um, we're all sort of, sort of on different levels, so we only really see each other when we're you know going down to get brekkie together or uh, going to get lunch, all that sort of stuff. Um, just a few little awkward hellos here and there, but nothing <laughs> nothing too much. <laughs> so players are, are kind of a lot of them, I'm sure, are hanging out for their families to to join them. Does but you don't? Uh, you're just saying you don't really know what coming out of this um, this this bubble restrictions means. No, not as of yet. I know that um, our COVID cop uh, was on a phone call today at around four o'clock. Um, and Who's that? Some, he would have got some. Who's your uh, his cop? name? Is his name is is Hugh? Um, he looks just like Damien Cook, but other than that, I don't think you boys would know. Him. Um, <laughs> oh, no. so he's got all. He's the man with all the answers, but um, I haven't been able to ask him the question just yet. So we'll wait and see, sort of at dinner, what the go is. Oh, very good. Hey, uh, mate, how's how's Josh Hannay going? We know he's kind of. You know, he's a, he's a fill-in coach, but he seems to me as though he means a fair bit more to the players than that. And, you know, it's, it's his second time he's, he's had this role and, and Craig Fitzgibbon turns up um, at the end of the year for, for next season. But um, he seems to be doing a really good job there. Yeah, look, I, honestly, I couldn't give Josh a, a big enough rap as to how he's, how he's handled the whole transition from uh, Bomber leaving to him coming in and... Um, our six-week sort of losing period there. Uh, he's taken everything in his stride and he's been unreal. And to be perfectly honest, he's an absolute pleasure to play for and he's a pleasure to work with. So um, I think you're right. You're spot on with it in saying that we, we sort of... Um, he's a bit more than just a fill-in coach to us. He's, you know, he's, our, he's our gaffer this year and, and we're playing... We're doing our best to play like it for him. So, mm. yeah, and really stoked to hear if he's come on board for next year as well. Just give me all the confidence in, in, in the world for next year. And with those those newcomers coming on board, like Craig Fitzgibbon, the coach, who has a, got a great work ethic, a really good defensive uh, mentality as well, um, Toby, with Hines, McInnes, and now Finucane, how was that received amongst the team when finally Finucane was announced during the week? Um, everyone's absolutely stoked. I'm a bit worried that I might lose my job, but other than that, everyone's <laughs> chuffed. Um, Look, uh, yeah, we've sort of we've heard a lot of things about Panukin that um, he he's the ultimate professional and he trains like he plays, which makes preseason next year sound pretty fun. Um, but uh, and McGinnis is the same. We've heard he sort of trains the way he plays, and Nico Hines is a bit of a late bloomer like myself, and I know Nico quite well. So with all the people that we've, we've signed up, we're you know we're confident in every one of those signings, and we're very pleased about them all. So uh, still a lot of work to do this year in 2021, but um, exciting future for 2022. Yeah, I think you'll be all right. You're playing good enough footy, mate, to be in a starting position there somewhere. Now, um, when you talk about bringing family into your um, into your uh, little bubble when they spend 14 days, Liam Knight is like family to you. So do you actually officially bring Liam Knight into the Sharks camp? Um, I haven't thought about that yet. He's brought his missus up, so he, he brushed me out of the house. Oh, you're not roomies anymore? No, 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 no. I think we moved out around two or three. We we sort of parted company. Um, He sort of tapped me on the shoulder and and gave me the bad news that I've been replaced with a female. He broke the bro um, code, did he? 
Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we were all fine and happy before she came along and ruined everything. But look, this is <laughs> this is the way it is. So I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna go asking him to come crawling back when he booted me out in the first place. We can't have rejection twice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what, what are you? So what are you guys doing? I mean, what what do you do outside training when you you're kind of restricted to your your hotel? What what uh, what goes on? Great question. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of nothing. Um, the Olympics, the last few days, have saved us. Uh, you can watch that and a few videos and highlight reels of that. Um, a lot of PlayStation and on my part, Nintendo, lots of Mario Kart and Zelda and um, a bunch of other things, a bunch of just quiet time to yourself and a lot of time to reflect on what you've done in your life and how your life's going and <laughs> life, the direction your life's going in. So you it's been a really, it really good experience. Pardon? You happy with it at the moment? Life? Oh, honestly, honestly, I'm absolutely loving it. I mean, in Sydney, we were in our, in our homes, but we couldn't leave anywhere. We were by ourselves. I was by myself anyway, so... At least now I've got, you know, all my friends around me and, you know, even the other teams. I've got a few friends there as well. And it's just nice being all together. I mean, um, I think some boys and families might be a bit different. I've got no wife and no kids. I played it smart. So uh, I, think, um, I think some boys might be a bit, uh, have a different mindset to me, but I'm loving this. Yeah. And, and sorry, Sats. Yep. Now, Will Chambers, you talk about having players in camp and Will Chambers is renowned Toby, for being one of the greatest pests in rugby league at Melbourne and for the Queensland origin and, and also the Kangaroos. Has he worked his way into also getting that mantle at the Sharks pretty quickly? <laughs> Actually, Will hasn't been staying with us. He, um, he uh, went to Melbourne to see his family and some sort of COVID rule he broke and he's actually staying um, in Kingscliff by himself for two weeks. So <laughs> that right. is a bullet dot by the team, you could say for sure. Um but look, even without the two-week lockdown, he was already sort of taking that, taking that, uh, that title, making it his own. So, like I said, a bullet dodge that he wasn't here with us for the two weeks, but he's joining us very soon. Yeah, well, he's he's named he's named this week, so um, that's that's a, a bit of a bonus for the for the side for this game against uh, Manly um, on Sunday. Hey, uh, Sean Johnson's hammy. Have you got an update for us there? It's a bit of a worry for the side. Yeah, massive. I mean, look, I, haven't, I saw my breakfast today, but I haven't got the scans back yet. Um, I'd say I'm back now. I didn't really see him at lunchtime. Um, he said it, it felt sort of didn't feel too good. So whether that's three or four weeks or whether that's the rest of the year, uh, I'm not too sure yet. Um, for his sake and for our sake, I really hope that it, it is only like a minor, a minor strain, um, a minor hammy tear, whatever he did. Uh, but look, if, if he isn't there, um, I have full faith in Connor Tracy, Braden Trindle. We have a young kid, Luke Metcalf, who mm. you know could be um, looking at a debut potentially in the next couple of weeks. So whoever fills that role, I mean, they're definitely not Sean Johnson, but I definitely have faith in them um, to, to do the job. Mm. Now, everyone says, oh, I'm just thinking about the next game. Don't, don't look at any further ahead. But really, we're into round 20. And I can tell you, if you haven't seen it, you've got a pretty good run home, Toby. You've got a pretty good... Run home. So if the sharks are going to make, you know, make the eight, you're dead set. You're right in the hunt. Yeah, for sure. It's absolute a load of rubbish that no one looks at who's coming up and who's next and and who's who's coming up for finals. You know, we know we have a good shot, shot at making it, but we've also butchered a couple of games that we should have won um, in, in the past few weeks, which is definitely not take confidence a bit, and um, you know, sort of made us go back and look at what we could have done better. And uh, that's the beautiful thing about rugby league is always a new game next week. So. 
hopefully we can rectify some of those losses as we as we move forward and uh, really push our spot. Um, because I think from about sixth or seventh till tenth, there's about two points separates everyone there. So now it's yeah. time to keep winning and, and make sure we actually cement our spot uh, firmly in that eight. Now, one more week for Tri July. It's a great cause for Mossy Masoy. And I think at the moment, Braden Hamuelli and Jack Williams have the oh. gold medal at the moment when it comes yeah, to Tri Celebrations. Now, with one week to go, is there much work going into Tri Celebrations for this week? Well, I'll have you know, actually, I think we play on the 1st of August, so I don't know if we make the cut. Uh, oh. for that. Yeah, I've, I've looked ahead, boys. I'm, I'm well aware. You guys need to be uh, on your game a bit more. Come on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> was, that a, was that a heart attack you had last week when you scored? I don't know what it was. It was meant to be a bit of a resuscitation of, of life. Um, Bra- uh, Blake Bradley was meant to hold the footy, but I threw it away because I was absolutely stoked at Finally, got my first try, so <laughs> it was sort of a, a muck up of things. But we did our best with what we what we were given. And look, boys, I'm just glad I got the two points. So please don't knock me for the try celebration. Yeah. No. <laughs> now listen, I've always found that wingers are really interesting characters over my footballing life. The wingers are they yeah, kept, right. are they kept in a completely separate area when as in isolation, or are they allowed to fraternise with the rest of the team? Yeah, they have like a two-hour time limit when um, they're allowed to get their talking done and get their uh, point across for whatever crap they're talking about. But once that two hours is up, they're on. Um, I think they're on actually in the basement somewhere, locked away, and then uh, then they're allowed to come up for lunch and breakfast every second day. Take their, take their gimp mask off. Yeah. It's never changed. It's never changed with wingers. Hey, um, hey, mate, it's always great talking to you. Hey, tell us about your Olympics. What you know? What are you, what's what's uh, what's floating your boat with the, the Aussies at the Olympics? Oh, I do love watching the sevens, uh, rugby sevens. At the, I do like watching the um, the normally the tour, but obviously it's been sort of hit and miss this year with with COVID going on. Um, I've watched a bit of slalom. Don't know how. It just always seems to be on constantly. Um, the swimming is always good. I saw, uh, I can't remember her name, but I think she won the hundred meter backstroke yeah, and four on TV. Yeah. yeah, that was unreal. Um, so just honestly, anything that's on, I think I've been at one point I've watched a bit of taekwondo and weightlifting. So whatever's on, I'll just watch it. If there was a sport that Toby Rudolph could qualify for in the Olympics, what would it be? You put me on the spot here. Um, it's not gymnastics. I know that. I think your teammate said weightlifting. You, you pumped plenty of iron in the gym. Well, whoever said that's lines with their teeth, that's a load of shit. Um, I think maybe... <laughs> I wouldn't mind... Um, I wouldn't mind having a go at the pole vault just to, just to you know, just to sort of feel like what it feels like to fly through the air, you know? <laughs> Oh, nice. gold, great! I love it. Who would who would be in the weightlifting from from uh, Talakai and Royce Hunt? They look like weapons. Yeah, yeah, Royce Hunt being there for the upper body. Uh, I'll give Jack Williams the nod for for the actual Olympic weight. These um, squats, cleans, jerks, uh, you name it, he's doing it. So I I give him I give him um, the reign of of the Sharks team for for the 2020 Tokyo Olympics, and I think he'd do quite well. Is, He's a very strong man. He's, is, Jack, is Jack Williams doing all he can to try and look like Paul Gallen from a build point of view? <laughs> Jeez, Jack, that is, a, that is a real, real bad uh, insult to Jack Williams' face. That sucks. That hurts. I mean... <laughs> Look, he's, he's he's doing his best in terms of his body, but Gal looks like he's been living for about four hundred years. So, uh, <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll pass on the information to Jack and see how he takes it. <laughs> well, I think a fight like him, he'd be doing all right, no yeah. doubt at all. 
Hey, uh, Toby, good on you, mate. We better we better get uh, we to a break. It's always great talking to you, um, and, and appreciate your time on Sports Day, mate. Good luck for the Sharkies this week. Back at your old uh, stomping ground, yeah. Redcliffe against Manly. Keep playing well. Thanks very much, boys. Appreciate it. Up the Dolphins, eh? Wow, isn't he good value, Sats? Oh, he's love refreshing. I love how Rory Toby is. Toby before, great. and <laughs> hopefully we'll chat again. Uh, this is Sports Day for the Kia Sorento Drive Car of the Year. When we come back, our hot topic, Craig Bellamy just re-signing for the Storm. Is he the greatest coach of the modern era? We'll have a little debate on Sports Day. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia, the Kia Sorento Drive Car of the Year. Now, Hot Topic time. Yeah, the Hot Topic is all around Craig Bellamy's re-signing with the Melbourne Storm for another two years, and they feel as though that it could eventually be a five-year deal, but Craig Ooh. has always been that that person at the back end of his coaching career that just doesn't look too far ahead. Many have thought, Badge, for a number of years that he was going to stand down and maybe retire from coaching, but when you get the success and, and the amount of passion he's got from the club, it's pretty hard to walk away, isn't it? He's really honest with this sort of stuff, um, is Craig. Unlike, you know, there are some coaches that hold their cards close to their chest or they'll, they'll say the opposite to what they really think. But very honestly, he has said, I, I really don't think I'm going to coach. That was sort of late last year. I can't see myself coaching beyond 2021. He just felt, you know, because he gives so much to it, but mm. um, must be feeling really good. And I'm glad he didn't make that decision uh, at the end of last year. And must be feeling great to have taken on a couple more years. I think he's he's also in line to, if he doesn't coach, yeah, to take on a uh, maybe a coaching director's role or something else because he's so important to the organisation. And he's on great money, and, and it's for a reason. His results have been absolutely outstanding, Sats. And uh, there, the hot topic is, is he the greatest coach of the modern era? Well... You can mount a very, very good argument. Um, Sats, can I, can I just toss up the, the coaches that I reckon are in the mix? Yep. Um, Wayne Bennett absolutely has to come into it. Well, he's coached, uh, well, he's coached nearly 900 games, hasn't he? He has. He has. Um, and, and finishing with the Rabbitohs this year, so he's 871 games. His winning percentage is 62%. So anytime you're in the 60s, oh. you're doing pretty well. Yeah. Uh, and seven premierships. Six with the Broncos, uh, that one with the Dragons. A couple of other grand finals, one with the, uh, the Raiders. We got beaten in 87. And then, uh, of course, uh, the Broncos in 2015, was mm-hmm. it, when the Cowboys were there. So uh, amazing, his longevity. And, and then his efforts with Queensland um, and Australia have been outstanding too. Um, Tim Sheens is next most game, 669, uh, just over 50%, uh, but four premierships three with the Raiders and one with the West Tigers. And coached at a couple of clubs like the Cowboys that didn't taste a lot of success. Went to the West Tigers when there wasn't a lot of success either. Yeah, they weren't winning many games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Desi Hasler, uh, 417 games for uh, 237 wins. That's 57% and a couple of premierships with Manly. Uh, had that stint at the Canterbury that didn't quite work out, but he's looking really good. But back still took Manly the two again. grand finals. Yeah, yeah, 2012, yeah, 2014. Yeah, you're right, actually, and we shouldn't say that's not successful. I should, I should have reworded that, but they didn't taste their ultimate um, goal, of course, in in winning the grand finals. Uh, Trent Robinson at the at the Roosters, uh, he's only been to that club and 217 games now, three premierships, 65% mm. win rate. Got to be, got to be talked about, and if he keeps going, you know, he's he's going to be right up well, there. Well, one in his first year, 2013, as a head yeah. coach, like. 
yeah. unheard of in some areas. Yeah. And and you want to throw in. Well, when you say Ken Carney. Well, when you say the modern era, we look at those ones you just mentioned, and but you look at in the history of the game, Ken Carney, for example, fifty-seven mm. to sixty-one. He took over from Norm Tipping when they had their eleven premierships in a row. He was replaced after a couple of those premierships tipping, but then Ken Carney went fifty-seven to sixty-one, five premierships as captain, coach as well. But in the modern era, there's not too many that go past Bellamy and Bennett, I think. When what about Parramatta fans? They'd be going, well, don't forget Jack, Jack Gibson. Gibson. Exactly. And, and he had success at the Roosters too, didn't he? Yeah. So what do you gauge success on, Badge? Uh, is, well, is it on premierships? Is it on the amount of games? Uh, is it the amount of players both. that they get through to, um, well, through you to representative honours? Tim Sheens has been the greatest coach as far as um, coaches that came through under his watch that yep. have they've gone on and uh, not just be successful as players, but as coaches as well. And not only coaches, uh, in other areas of rugby league operations, strength and yeah, conditioning, yeah, whatever it may be. Yeah, he's had a huge, a really, uh, he's left a huge footprint on the game and he will be back with the Tigers next year. Um, Craig Bellamy won three premierships, but he won, he's actually won five grand finals. Mm. Two of those taken off them. And I'm still, you know, my personal opinion is that was harsh. Um, so I, I put him down for five grand finals. Still do, doesn't match Wayne Bennett's seven premierships. And remember, that's with two different clubs. You could say, well, he had the mighty Brisbane Broncos and they were always going to win. Well, it still takes a hell of an effort to win a grand final and to back it up. But then to do it at the Dragons, that was a good side. That wasn't one of the all-time great sides, the Dragons. A very good side. I think that showed his, uh, his ability to get the best out in his players. So um, toss of the coin for everyone there. For me, um, uh, at 69, vi- virtually 70% win rate. I'm, That's I'm sticking with Craig, my, my former teammate, Craig Bellamy. Now, Badge. What about um, you? Yeah, well, I'm going Bennett on the seven premierships and the influence that he's had on players. Now, there is an argument yeah, also. Enough. There is an argument also, and we'll ask the callers, uh, the listeners, I should say, Zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. What do you think? Who who do you think is the best all time coach? We may have missed some, but when you look at Bellamy mm. Badge and you played with him, you won a comp with him in ninety. Did you think he was going to be a coach? And I've asked no. you this many a time. No, no, I wasn't surprised he came in and coached in the lower grades, and he was a strength and conditioning coach and 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 jack of all trades at the Broncos before I turned up. I wasn't surprised he was involved in the game because he's an outstanding person and. You know, just just great with with footballers and their families and whatever else. But the way he's adapted that to his football, and now when you take out of the equation, uh, you know, Cameron Smith and Billy Slater and uh, Cooper Cronk and Greg Inglis, well, now that they're gone and he still won last yeah. year's premiership, I think it, a lot of people, his detractors, might have shut up and gone, "Gee, it wasn't just about the uh, the superstars that he had." The bloke can coach. Yeah, absolutely. Taking some players that have. Some players like Brian Norrie who were playing country footy and turning them into premiership yeah. players. Well, David Finucane was a really good player at the Bulldogs. Now he's the most wanted player in the game. Yeah. He's, just, he's really flourished. Yeah, Justin Ollum coming from Papua New Guinea, turning him into one of the most explosive centres and destructive centres in the competition. Yeah, Branko Lee won a premiership last exactly. year. Exactly. Yeah, oh, amazing. Oh. 0477-736-736. Do you agree with Badge? Bellamy, the best. I still think Bennett's the best, but Bellamy and... And Ben and I think they sit at the same table having a, a nice glass of red wine. And all actually, Wayne no, would Wayne have would, a glass. Wayne of red. would have a red cordial. Yeah. He pretend it's red. <laughs> Talking red about wine. some of their uh, most uh, <laughs> the most popular games as coaches. Uh, this is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia Sorrento, Drive Car of the Year. Welcome to Sports Day with Badge and Sats, two footy legends covering all things sport. Kia, the Kia Sorrento, Drive Car of the Year.
On Sports Day, time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is your place to race this year. That's exactly right. Queensland is racing and the action continues this week at Doombin. It's everywhere. Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast, Regionals, Twilight Racing. It's all happening. Chris Nelson, he updates us with everything in uh, Queensland racing. Uh, How are you, Chris? Going very well, thanks, Seth. So, evening to you, evening badge. You don't want to say hello, badge? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were going. <laughs> Hello, Chris. So we spoke to you last night, Chris, in relation to the upcoming meets this week. Um, but uh, you got some updates on some well-known Queensland horses and one of Badger's favourites. I have, and I know this is one of Badger's favourites. So we'll start off with it. Oh, Alligator Blood, of course, who who is not a Queensland horse as such anymore because it's going, or he's going to uh, the Gay Waterhouse Adrian Bot Stable at some stage now. Bit of a forgotten horse. He'd been off the scene. We haven't seen him for quite some time, but I know, well, I know he's down to have a trial, like a jump-out trial, at the Sunshine Coast during their meeting on Sunday afternoon. So at the moment, that's where we're going to see him next, Alligator Blood. At so so all, is forgiven, all is forgiven, Chris, from the, uh, the drama at the Magic Millions. Was it last year, early this year? or Yeah, with the... Uh... No, it was the year before, would you believe? Yeah, year before, was, uh, yeah. 2020, so right back at the beginning of 2020, it must have been. God, time flies, mm. doesn't it? Yes, yeah, yep, so, well, hopefully. Come good straight no, away. Yeah. No longer with David Van Dyke, of course, so we'll see what happens after the jump out on Sunday. Of course, Rothbier, who's uh, one of Queensland's finest, suffered that injury in Sydney, of course, last spring. He's heading towards the Everest. He's having a gallop between races tomorrow at Doombin. I've tried to find out between which races, and haven't been able to find out as yet. So uh, I'll, if I do find that out, I'll stick it up on uh, on Twitter. And Startled is a horse that not a lot of people have heard of, but one of David Van Dyke's had two starts with two wins. The latest was back in 2019 by seven and three-quarter lengths. Absolutely bolted in, obviously had issues. I saw it trial at the Sunshine Coast this morning, ran third under a good hold, probably take another trial, but uh, expect to see this one back soon. Very, very promising type. So there's three to look forward to. In the next month or so, guys. Great stuff. Great Beauty. stuff. That's it. That's it. That's yes, it for today. and I'm going to say goodbye, Chris. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thanks, Badge. <laughs> yeah, this is Sports Day for the seven-seat Kia Sorento. That's just been crowned Drive Car of the Year. Chris Nelson, talk to you on Thursday. Look forward to it, guys. All the best. And, of course, Tuesday means that all the teams hey, are announced for the coming week. There is a one team that has got some absolute superstars returning and one team that has been traveling outstanding through 2021 that again lose some players to injury and badge the first game the roosters versus the eels on thursday night yeah uh josh morris returns because uh billy smith gone for the season ankle injury yeah. Gee, he has had a, a wretched run the last couple of seasons the young sanders that means joey manu goes out on the wing for uh matic ikavalu he got that ankle injury against the knights adam kieran Comes in at uh, at centre for the Roosters and Co Takiaho has been named to return from a hammy injury and for the Eels uh, Tom Opachik is back in the centres he was rested last week so young uh, Will Penasini goes to the reserves bench and Murata Nakora is out with a knee injury his spot on the bench uh, is, is going to be filled by Bryce Cartwright who's been pretty good for the Eels he this has. year. Uh, that game's on Thursday night at BB Prince Stadium at Mackay, which is it a, is. It's a beautiful stadium in Mackay. Yes. Mm.
Suncorp Stadium, first game on Saturday. West Tigers up against the Warriors. And uh, Luke Garner's out um, with an injury. Sean Bloor goes in for him. Mo Zimbai goes into the centres. And uh, for the Warriors, well, Peter Hickey returns from a shoulder injury. He's also been given the captaincy. And it's going to be interesting, Badge, the effect of Roger Tuivasa-Sheck officially leaving that camp. Even though when you're injured, yeah. you're still in and around the camp when you're in the bubble. But mm. him actually leaving, what effect that's going to have you know, psychologically, emotionally for the players? Uh, yeah, Peter Hickey, as I said, he returns as captain. Chad Townsend is out. Sean O'Sullivan takes over. Now, Jermaine Tanua-Brown, the big front row, was loaned to the Dragons for a short stint. He has been returned to the Warriors, and he's back wow. in for injured Adam Fanua-Blake. And Matty Lodge is suspended. There you go, righto. And it's a double header at, uh, it at is. Suncorp Stadium, as you said. Uh, the home team, Broncos, up against the Cowboys. Didn't they have some wonderful clashes over the years, these two teams? Not sure what will cop uh, on Friday night, but uh, Thomas Flegler out suspended, so that means Keenan Palacia comes into the starting side. TC Rabardi for the Broncos on the bench. And Danny Levi uh, recalled to the bench just his fifth game of the year since he joined the club in uh, in April for the Cowboys. Same starting 13. Um, that was uh, that went pretty well against mm. Melbourne last week. Uh, the only change is uh, Benny Hampton returning on the bench uh, back from a pec injury. That means uh, Dejan Arcee, uh goes Benny on to Hampton, the extended bench. Haven't seen him for a while, have we? No, mm. no, exactly. I love the uh, regional games again on Saturday. First game of the, the Saturday Super Saturday of Rugby League. Brown Park, Rockhampton. Best Rocky. steak sandwich in Australia, best mixed grill at the Criterion and the best bull ride at the Great Western Hotel in Rocky, I'm sure. Do you do them all on the one day? If you can, and you drink yeah. as much rum as humanly possible. Drink responsibly, of course. Oh, Scotty, come you on. You have a mixed That's... grill and then you get on a ball. What's, what's wrong with a beer with a steak? <laughs> <laughs> now, Tyrell Sloan for the Dragons comes in at fullback. Matty Dufty dropping back to the reserves. Corey Norman, he served his COVID breach ban. He comes back into the side in the centres. With Jaden mm. Sullivan re- retaining the job at 5'8". Now, Jack DeBellum, Jack Bird, Blake Laurie, they're the three from the Dopey Dozen that will serve their <laughs> band this week. Uh, so in their place, uh, Falma Silly, Billy Burns and Tyrell Fuimano are the new faces in the starting lineup. And uh, for the Rabbitohs, well, Cameron Murray, he's accepted a one-game ban for a crusher tackle. He wouldn't do anything wrong. Cameron Murray, no. as if you'd suspend him. Face and of an angel. Jai Arrow, he moves into the starting side, so not a bad replacement. And Campbell Graham, he returns after missing uh, round 19. So, uh, and from that, uh, Alex Johnson is also still out with a hamstring and sh- could be another two weeks away badge. And Saturday, 5.30 is the Knights versus the Raiders at Suncorp. Another Suncorp game, yeah, Knights and Raiders. They've both got some gun players coming back. Bradman Best, mm. he's been out since round 14. So, uh, what, five or six weeks out. He's back in for, uh, for Dominic Young and Anari Tuala moves on to the wing. Dave Clemmer returns as well after a, a uh, HIA. Um, so he comes into the interchange. And Mitch Pearce has been named in Jersey 21. So he's half a chance of playing. Whereas for the Raiders, Jack Whiten comes back from his rib injury. Elliot Whitehead from a shoulder oh. injury. That's, uh, there's some good ones there. Ryan Sutton, is, uh, he's expected to miss a couple of weeks uh, with a, a chest Drama, Hudson Young moves to lock. And Josh Papali'i got that head knock last week, only played about eight minutes, has been uh, named, uh, but Corey Horsburgh won't be back for another week for the Raiders. Right. That would be, be a good night at Suncorp, doubleheader. The 7.35 game is Suncorp Stadium also. Again, uh, du- yeah. two doubleheaders, and Friday, this, Saturday. And this, could we see this as the repeat grand final opponents? The Storm up against the Panthers. Now, we, we spoke about earlier on, 
at the start of the segment, uh, one of the teams getting stronger, and that is the Storm. Cameron Munster, Dal Finucane, Felice Kafusi, Harry Grant returns. Nico Hines holds onto the number one jersey. Ryan Pappenhausen again named on the bench. And big Nelson Asafa Solomana, he's been left out of the 21-man squad mm. this week. So I don't know what's going on there. And for the Panthers, Brian Toto is out for an ankle injury. Robert Jennings comes in. Tyrone May, uh, medial ligament on in his knee. He faces uh, a large stint on the sideline. Matty Burton goes to 5'8". Brent Naden to the centres. Jerome Luai into the halves. And Nathan Cleary out for another week. And Isaiah, Lo- Isaiah Yo will miss at least a week at this stage with that concussion from last week. So, um, And Penrith... Coach Ivan Cleary, he's opted against rushing Tavita Pengai Jr. into the side. Yeah, of course. Yeah, which which we're always going to anticipate. So first game on Sunday, Badge, Bulldogs versus the, Titans at Seabus. Just back on that, they'll put yep. in a really gritty performance this week, the Panthers. I think might, you will. Just, I think I'm will, sure will. they will. Yeah. It means a lot to them, even if they've got some troops out. Uh, yeah, the Bulldogs, Panthers at Seabus. The Titans keep playing away. They're away at home. How good? Are, <laughs> how lucky are they? Um, yeah, what's going on for the Bulldogs? Adam Elliott comes back from a cheek injury. Luke Thompson start, uh, moves back into prop. That's how he plays anyway. Ava, Ava Siemenifanai slides back to the interchange. Um, Kyle Flanagan's getting another go for the Bulldogs. So, that, so they've pushed uh, Luke Lewis, uh, Lachlan Lewis back onto the bench. And, uh, and Matt Dory comes onto uh, the bench as well. For the Titans, they've got problems with the centres. Patrick Herbert uh, could be up for a two-game ban. Uh, he's fighting that... Uh, at the judiciary, the careless high tackle. Uh, Isan Masters comes in for him. Brian Kelly's got some ankle concerns, but he has been named at this stage. And David Fafita, remember he started off the bench last week and mm. had such an impact. Well, that works so well that they're pushing him back into the starting line. Yeah, line up. So not so sure about that one. But, um, yeah, that's what the, uh, the plan is. Jamal Fogarty is uh, back on the extended bench from a hand injury. It's going to be interesting whether he takes the number six jersey away from Ash Taylor and they keep Toby Sexton there. Moving forward. I, yeah, I mm. think it could be a possibility. One more game, Sharks and Seagull Sats. Yeah, Morton Daly Stadium, which is at Redcliffe. And this closes out the, the weekend. Uh, who do you go for, Brixie? Are you a Manly Redcliffe? fan? No, I'm Redcliffe. I'm a Redcliffe oh. boy. <laughs> Are you really? You take the boy out of Redcliffe. You can't take Redcliffe joking. out of the boy. I can't believe one of you actually clogged across the they're, bridge. They're actually Redcliffe's not actually playing Brixie. There, that's where they're yeah. playing the game. Oh, I know, I know, but still, I'll get a good crowd there. Yeah, they for, will for the Sharky. Sean Johnson could miss anywhere from four to eight weeks with that hamstring injury. Uh, Braden Trindle goes in the halves. Connor Tracy will partner him as well. Will Chambers returns from COVID protocols, and Matty Moreland is also back. But he's in jersey number 18 for the Seagulls. Curtis Sirinan makes a long-awaited comeback, makes that team even stronger if he can stay on the field. And Carl Lawton uh, will make his comeback uh, from a back injury. And um, Sean Kepi, he's leaving, isn't he, for the birth of his yeah, child? Yeah, he's had to go home for the – yeah. Yeah, Josh Alloway, he's out uh, suspended as well. So that's it. Badge team list Tuesday. The ins and outs for round 20, thanks to Seats R Us, delivering quality service and products that will leave you sitting – in luxury, and also Kia Sereno, Drive Car of the Year. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.